Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of It's About Bravo. I'm Modesto. I'm Reed. And we are back, back, back again. We took the week off last week, y'all. We, Reed just said before we started recording, we did like eight episodes in a row. And if you're a longtime listener of It's About Bravo, that is, that's a milestone, mama. That's, that's a milestone a lot. for us. That's that a lot. A lot. No, not to drag you, Mo. I did eight episodes in a row. Oh, fuck Mo, you. <laughs> you took a week off because there's one episode that it was just me and Zach. I'm the only one of this trio that has been putting in the work week after week after week. I'm just kidding. But um, no, I was traveling for work last week and Mo was super busy and we just did not have the time or the capacity. I wasn't even caught up on Bravo last week. Um, But that means we have a lot to get into today. So I think we're going to cut the bullshit and kind of get right into it because we're going to try and talk about all the great stuff because last week was amazing. And then obviously lots of follow-up stuff happened in this week's episodes. Um, But first we've got opinions right we've got it we've got opinions so like we've got opinions that, with that being said let's get into that's my opinion um i mean for there was like so we always talk about this no weeks nothing going on some weeks everything going on this felt like an everything going on down to the fucking wire like yesterday there was news there was just news all week we started off the week with the rhugt3 trailer which premiered at BravoCon, but this is a completely different trailer than the one that premiered yeah. at BravoCon. like literally I mean, the Porsche by Leah by was one of the only things that I remember from both trailers. But that segment, like, they only said it one time in the BravoCon trailer. They went Porsche by Leah by like eight times back and fucking forth, which I lived for. We also got a cast photo. Stunning. Boots the house down. The girls were, the girls ate. Eight. It's giving Skittles. It's giving <laughs> Taste the Rainbow. It's giving uh, Sexy Eminem. Um, and bisexuality. The- we will definitely get into Real Houses of Miami next, but you know they posted a photo yesterday of their reunion looks, and they're also giving Taste the Rainbow, which they always do. Um, but I loved putting side by side the Miami cast photo from the reunion, and then the Ultimate Girls Trip three cast photo because they're both like they've got those bright greens, yellows, pinks, purples. Everything is just popping, and I love it. I'm so okay into RHUGT3, um, the Thailand of it all. I am like the visceral like reaction that I got, like just seeing Portia Williams back on my fucking screen. Like nobody does, I'm sorry, like there's very few people that can do Housewives very well. Nene Leaks is obviously the GOAT of all time to do it. Portia to me is one of those. Like she is just the greatest of all time. Like she is just like so easy. Like the the shade that was coming out, the humor. Like when she was with Giselle and they were talking about the massage, and she's like, "Well, I need to get my money back, bitch. They didn't try to touch me." Like <laughs> she's just she's so she's hilarious. Funny. She's so good, and like we don't often get to see, especially housewives from the from like especially black housewives from franchises like Atlanta, Potomac. We see them together at BravoCon, but. I, you know, and I know like Garcelle is friends with a lot of the women from Atlanta and Potomac as well, but it's just so cool to see Portia and Giselle and Candace on this Ultimate Girls Trip cast together. Obviously, I think they're all going to get along, but I also, in that trailer, you know, Candace was kind of dragging Portia a little bit. I think that's going to be a really funny sort of um, tension because they're both very headstrong and Portia can, is kind of a dumbass and Candace is almost too smart. Yeah. And so it's like... <laughs> I feel like they're just going to be like this buddy comedy sort of thing. Like I feel like Portia is going to take the focus for Candace off Giselle a little bit. And she's going to focus on dragging well, Portia. 
Well, we know that it ends. Well, Portia and Giselle did um, like a season or two seasons of the chat room together. So they have like a standing relationship. And then you have Candace and Portia. We know it ends well, at least because she did go to her wedding. So I feel like there might be some rocky roads, but I feel like it ends well there. Now, people that it's not going to end well for are Whitney and Heather. That's just going to no. continue. And I think, like, we might have... It's smart that they waited, though. Because, like, we would have had so much fatigue from last season if they would have jumped right into it. Like, we're already over these two fucking losers. Um, I mean, I love my Whitney. But, like, we're over that whole dynamic. And Heather, I think, is just not... I think she's going to, like, further dig the grave of, like, really that fall from Grace from Housewives. Like, we have that moment where she's like, let's get Leah drunk. And the episode's just descriptions came out. And episode three is, like, all the women turn on Heather for, like her trying to basically get leah drunk (laughs) who is who is sober like that is not okay heather yeah i honestly just i'm interested to see how all of these women work together because you're salt lake is the newest fan one of one of the newest franchises and they're so like far away from everybody else that i'm curious to see how whitney and heather will interact with marisol and alexia it's almost like polar opposites you know and how will they interact with the potomac ladies with portia and then of course you have Leah, who is a very polarizing person from the Roni franchise, you either love her or you hate her, and she's certainly chaotic. And we, you know, totally. Leah by Porsche by, like we're gonna see a lot of um, we strong also know personalities. That, like, Candace and Leah really hit it off. Like they were posting like videos together even after, like when they were doing their testimonials for the um, girl trip, they were posting photos together. They posted TikToks together. Like I think it's just interesting. Candace to me is someone like even her. Have you been like following her relationship with Sutton on Twitter? no no, wait these are two of my like well candace used to not even be in my favorite but i'm loving candace right now you're telling me that two of my favorites are are hitting it off online yeah like they hung out so they hung out before the grammys and they have been tweeting back and forth about like i don't know like food and cooking and just like um i think she called her mother (laughs) like she literally called her mother she called something mother and i'm like oh my god read i have to send it to you um Two of my favorites, too. Um, I think this is an easy... We're both excited for Girlship, but easy segue into Beverly Hills casting with the Sutton of it all. Um, So we know they've been posting photos. Erica is posting that Ozempic body, like, allegedly. Because Mama dropped about... I mean, Erica, like, she did, like gain weight i think during the tom thing but erica's always had like that voluptuous like just like like she's owned her like sexy body and she is very thin very fast and they there's the whole ozempic of it all with is kyle richards on it is she not on it she's can i ask a question yes please what is i know the jingle ozempic i don't know is that that's the commercial right i don't know what ozempic does like what is it i believe okay i I should google this I'm famously stupid. So from my understanding, <laughs> from my, I'm going to get you. I'm like, no, tell me about a medicine. Tell me how this pharmaceutical product works. I'm going to get t-shirts that just say famously stupid Ozempic King. Um, so I believe it's given to people with diabetes or something like that, that um, are gaining weight because of their, it's people who are gaining weight because of a medical issue and they give it to them to lose weight. Um, it's apparently the fastest thing in Hollywood right now. Uh, the rumors are Kim Kardashian took it to for the Marilyn Monroe dress for the Met Gala. Khloe Kardashian is somebody. Ozempic face is a big thing too because you drop weight so fast that your face droops. So people Wait. are... Um, I think one of the biggest people who have gotten it too, who is very clear, It's this is very niche, but if you follow Mindy Kaling... Um, yeah. Ozempic mama and she looks 
so incredible. Can I can I get Ozempic because I have a trip to Mexico for <laughs> you fucking bitch, and I absolutely need. I need that. I need that. I was gonna say my the same friend. His name's Mikey. I've talked about him on this podcast before. Also a Gemini Mo. Um, oh, I Mikey, love that. Yeah, we're gonna bring him on sometime because I would love to have him on at some point. I would love he, that. Um, he loves Beverly Hills. Like it's his favorite franchise. And while I go out and like watch new franchises, and he watches them when he comes over, and I'm watching. Um, like I have him hooked on Jersey season three right now because I'm watching it. But usually. He likes to just rewatch things that he already loves. So he is like on his like 8 millionth rewatch of Beverly Hills. And I was over the other night and it's like season seven, you know, Dorit's Slay season. And uh, Erica is just so thin. She's giving mother and her voice is like three octaves higher. And I was just like, wow, what happened? Like her voice dropped to a deep baritone. And I'm wondering if is the Ozempic going to get us back to uh helium balloon and inhalation erica jane (laughs) well from the i mean from the photos alone like erica looks very like light and airy she's like there's photos of her like kissing crystal on the cheek like there was a video from crystal's 40th birthday where there were strippers and erica was like having the time of her life it feels like last season we got the drunk storyline of this i think this season we're gonna get a rebirth of erica jane like the 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 Tom stuff is, you know, starting to be behind me. I know there's new lawsuits and stuff, but I'm trying to put this all behind me and make friendships with the group, especially the fact that Lisa Renna's gone. So her number one, like, villain in, you know, is there. Um, I truly believe in my heart of hearts that this is going to be a Dorit takedown season. Um, <laughs> I, I don't. Era her brunette era she's wearing the row like she's she's just like knows where fashion is going she's like done with logo mania she's in her minimalistic mary kate and ashley olsen era which i stan um so casting rumors we have jennifer tilly who is was at the first event who sutton's like bestie obviously chucky actress icon Um, i cannot believe that that is crazy that is that just like to me is like I mean, as a friend or, like, a guest, I'm sure that's fine. Um, We have Tracy Tudor from Million Dollar Listing, who, friend of the show Maddie, has sung her praises. Um, I watched a little bit of Million Dollar Listing, and I I stand. I I love her. Yeah, I went over to Maddie's a few weeks ago, and she was like, she wanted me to watch it with her, and I I loved it. I I will definitely dive into that show at some point. Um, Everyone's like, well, what would she do with Million Dollar Listing? Maddie was like, she'd probably just do both. I mean, Lisa Vanderpump did both. Bethany Frankel did both. When yeah. you're a Bravo, when you're a Bravo, like Candy does multiple things at once. I feel like when you're a Bravo celebrity, like it's okay to have more than one show going on, especially if the filming doesn't line up with each other and you're not conflicting. So, oh, yeah. I think we could see like the more professional side of her continue on Million Dollar Listing. But then, I would love I I would love to see her get a little you know in the mud with these other Beverly Hills. Yeah. Like, I mean, if they I want to. Uh, they need someone needs a diamond though. I we can't have six full time and then like a million friends. Like we had eight full time last season. We lost Diana. We lost Rena. And I believe Kathy will be back later in filming, like she did last season. She'll just pop in. Um, other rumors are one of Dorit's friend. I think her name is Claudette. She is basically a fucking supermodel. Yeah, the, that, the, the photo of them together. I was like, it's like Dorit's like. Not, I wouldn't say clone, but like they both are just so slay in that photo. I'm like, ooh, uh, ooh, she is ooh. a potential mother, a potential sure. mother, a potential diamond holder. But I think okay, this is this is why my theories for the Dorit takedown season are coming. Um, 
I just think, like, they let her off easy with the robbery stuff. I think they all had questions about it, but it was too sensitive to talk about, which I still think it is. Um, I think that there's a lot of, like I've always said, that House of Cards is ready to fall. This is coming from the eyes of someone who is Dorit's, like, Dorit is top five housewives to me. I think the fashion, the camp, she is the embodiment of a pretty housewife to me. Everyone knows I like them pretty, I like them young, I like them hot. Dorit, Portia, hello. Um... I think that's why it's coming because they're bringing her a best friend on for her. Like, I don't know. You know, Kyle's too wishy-washy. She plays both sides. She ain't even drinking this season, mama. It's, she's too much. Kyle's too calculated. She's not going to be on her fucking side. That's why I think Dorit Takedown is coming. I foolheartedly believe that we have six right now because they intended on Brandy Glanville fully coming back. And she yeah, really. They're scrambling. They're scrambling right now. She fucked herself over. They're like, who has a friend that we can cast? Who was in testing? Let's get them out of testing and bring them in because I think that yeah. Brandy was was their person that they were going to go with. And speaking of Brandy, I really we don't have to dive in right this second, but during this segment we have to talk a little bit about Traders Reunion. Um, Brandy was nowhere to be found. I think it's true. I think she's blackballed from Bravo, blackballed from NBC Universal. I think while the invest, I mean, like we said, more stuff came out from that investigation. Like maybe. Um, there's also more stuff that came out recently that Brandy, once she realized that, cause I think she thought that Caroline was in on it. And then once she realized she wasn't, she texted her the next morning. Uh, Jacqueline Larita has said that Caroline is still living through the trauma of it all. I don't know. We have to watch it to see. Like none of us can make yeah. opinions without watching it. Um, it just makes me sad because Brandy, she flew too close to the sun. She flew too close to the Brandy. She, as you said. she, I know I said she brandied a little too close to the Glanville. I <laughs> think, um, I think she was going to be like the, the, the chaos agent for Beverly Hills this season. Rena is gone. They were going to bring her in and she was probably going to be the villain. Um, and now it's like, who, who who's going to fill that void? Maybe that's where the Dorit takedown uh, angle is coming from. What is going to be interesting? There's so much that could happen. So I'm looking forward to it, but they have an opportunity yeah, to um, build on the cast with one or two really exciting new names i tracy from million dollar listing is like my top uh hope i think so too and i think she she really does serve fashion too which is something that beverly hills needs like she has money she serves fashion she's cunty um i think she'd be a great addition and like you said like when bethany was on um roni and did the frederick million dollar listing spinoff they they crossed over so i think it'd be interesting yeah. to see like tracy film a scene with one of the joshes or like to see the real estate of it all also like the mauricio of it all like it's there's a lot there with the real yeah. estate drama and i think that she would be a perfect fit we're also only a week into filming so everybody calm your pussies down i'm one of them who's like what's going on they seem a little too friendly but like it's a weekend of filming. Some of this shit might not even fucking make it. This would, yeah. they're, they're probably still working on episode one, you know? Who knows who's filming home scenes? The new girls could be filming home scenes and not even. There's another name. I think her name is Allison Mack. She owns like a huge gay bar in Beverly Hills. And she's best friends with uh, like Paris Hilton for years, Kathy, that whole drama. I, look, we'll see. We'll see what's happening. Obviously, we're yeah. going to follow it. We're big Beverly Hills girlies. We'll be following it as it comes on. Speaking of Beverly Hills, though, let's talk about a former Beverly Hills housewife who is on Real Housewives of Orange County this season. And the rumors that came out last week are the reason that that trailer hasn't dropped yet. The reason that we haven't heard when is OC coming back is because editors are this is just rumors. Allegedly, editors are kind of doing some allegedly, allegedly, allegedly uh, doing some last minute switcherooing 
Um, sounds like Taylor Armstrong is going from friend of to potential orange holder. And Gina is being demoted to friend of, which means that they are probably cutting a lot of Gina scenes out and injecting just like she's got it injected into the her cheekbones. <laughs> they are injecting more Taylor Armstrong into Orange County, which I think is, is very exciting. This is our first true crossover housewife. So I want it to go well. I do too. And I think like, you know, go blow up your lips some more famously. Um, let's inject that. I just think like, it's the perfect segue. Like, I don't understand why we had her as a friend of in the first place. Like, we know her. It's not like we have to take time as an audience to build with her. It's like anyone who watches Beverly Hills watches OC. It's very rare that we don't. I started OC as my first franchise when I was fucking 14 years old. Like, I've been watching this shit forever. Like, it's people's, you know, gateway drug into Housewives for most of the community who's been watching for a long time. I don't think we needed, like, a friend of, let's uh, let's have her earn the um, orange. Bitch, she earned it in seasons one, two, three of Beverly Hills. She yeah. earned it on Girls Trip. Like, yeah. I, I think Taylor deserves it. And I think as a fandom, we are very much fatigued of that poor, poor, poor woman, Gina. Christian Heider. Um, I just, like, no one wants to see it. I'm sorry. It's like, you're good as a friend, but, like, last season you weren't even good. Like, you you were trying too hard. You, Gina, or uh, Emily, stood the fuck up, earned well, her spot. I, uh, were, I thought Gina and Emily were, like, a duo. Like, every franchise has, like, their little dynamic duo, and that was they the were. I don't they watch were the OC, duo. by the way. I'm going Rita's, to, but I don't. Reed is not in his OC journey yet, but um, Emily and Gina were people like, get get rid of them, get rid of them, get rid of them. Last season, to me, Emily was like the saving grace of the show aside with Noella. Like, she really stirred the pot. She stirred the drama. She was that messy chaos agent that we look for. I'm ready for OC. Like, I want the cast photos. Yeah. Um, to segue into our next topic, like, this is another thing that I can think of. Um, Atlanta is still filming. So... Right now, Atlanta would be next on the roster. So I think that they're scrambling because Potomac is done and Atlanta would be picking up its spot. And there's no Atlanta trailer. They're still filming. There hasn't been a final. Cynthia Bailey came in halfway through the season. And I think she's still filming with them. So I feel like there's nothing next up. So that could be another reason why they're holding off on OC. Yeah. Well, also, uh, as of yesterday, breaking this my, news. This is my favorite story. <laughs> uh, Drew dropped it. She dropped the mar- <laughs> She dropped the marriage. Uh, Drew Sedora and her husband Ralph split. News came out yesterday. Um, Drew uh, allegedly filed like five minutes before Ralph, so you know it's messy. And while I'm not fully caught 60, up on Atlanta, sixty-one minutes, sixty-one well, minutes before. Okay, well that's I'm iconic. Not- <laughs> Listen, I'm not fully caught up on Atlanta. I, I I need to start season ten soon, so I haven't met Drew. I haven't met Drew in her first season, but I did watch the the latest season of Atlanta live. So I I saw her during that. I saw the drop it with Drew nonsense. Um, Ralph just seems like an asshole. And the way that Drew like was telling um, Sanya, like you need to be like submissive to your husband. If he wants a baby, you have to have one. Like it just is giving like gaslit woman with Stockholm syndrome who like thinks that her husband comes before her. And um, I'm, so I'm, I'm, I'm selfishly like glad that she's that she's dropped it, that she's dropped Ralph, um, divorced it with Drew, and I not divorce that, it with Drew, bitch. I, I'm hoping that the uh, that the that the uh, production crew is like, okay, wait, 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 we got to get this in. Like, I don't want this to be like uh, in the very last episode of Atlanta when they're doing their little cards of where they're at. 
I don't need that to be where we find out Drew filed 61 minutes before Ralph. No, 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 no. I need like the last couple episodes at least to feature this drama. I fully believe, I mean, they're still filming to me. I know Candy did an interview recently and said this is like one of the longest seasons. I think they didn't have shit to begin with. And they're like, they were scrambling as well, which is fine. Sometimes it takes some time. Like, let's get it going. But I think we're going to get, like you said, the last few episodes. If not, we'll get like a flash forward and then we'll have like Marlo and Sanya like go to Drew's house and be like, what's going on? And she's like, you know, I fought 61 minutes. I was racing that little car over that little racing to get to I, it um i cannot wait that man um, is disgusting he's like one of my most and he's so fine and so fucking hot that it's like i don't even view him as hot though because his personality is just so shit and the way he treats women and her is yeah. gross and he's very like worms for brains it's giving absolutely i um i don't know if you had any other hot opinions but before we finish this segment i really wanted to just spend a couple minutes because it's just so worth it talking about just quickly the traders reunion um on peacock i just i watched it uh two nights ago so entertaining so good um they were just coming for sari i was getting really angry about that um and brandy and reza just nowhere to be found yeah reza's father passed away brandy's blackballed um it felt like honestly i was surprised that like stephanie was coming for sari it's like you're a survivor player you played survivor twice like in survivor especially old survivor you know you give it up to the game like, it's all, wash your hands of it, unless we did anything yeah. super, they don't do anything super personal. It's like, it's a fucking game. We're trying to win money. And then when I'm, they were saying she should have given them money, she's like, okay, and Sari has a family too. Like, wh- who, why do you think your problems are worth $250 more than Sari's problems are? Just because Sari's been on TV before, this is why I think it probably was a bad idea to do half of the cast as normals and the other half as celebrities because the normals are, it's like a class war. Like, it's basically like, how dare any of you TV celebrities take this money when there are normals like us here who need it more? That is not what I'm watching a game show for. It's not, this is not like um, passing around participation trophies. This is, sorry, Andy, you were a dumbass. You literally did not see Suri underneath your nose that entire time. You don't deserve the money. Well, it's also like you didn't win the game. This isn't make a wish, Mama. Like, if you want, if I, I'm sorry. Make a go fund me. Start a go fund me. And I just want to say that Sari was sitting there looking like a fucking queen icon legend the entire Goddess. time. Goddess, she looked gorgeous. I have been watching Sari for fucking a decade, and it is like so rewarding to see somebody win and somebody win. Great. You can talk shit about people like fucking Cody, but Cody was the one who was there. Like, listen, she played the fucking game. She played us all. You had Kate sitting there looking like a goddess too. I loved the gloves i loved her little scottish outfit. oh my god kate okay so like i forgot that brandy and reza were even like in the show because kate just was so such a force like we didn't need brandy and reza's drama because kate just brings enough on her own um that's someone that i would love to see on housewives but i don't know if that would ever happen i just well i wish that we had time in this episode to play the entire kate montage that andy played because when it cut back to the whole cast they were just laughing and clapping because they had to give it to her. Like she was so funny that entire season. She made that season enjoyable. Oh, she did. And I love her and Rachel just like shooting the shit and being like, whatever it's done. You know, it's like, 
They it weren't going to waste more they, time on that. No, they were like, we're not fighting. This isn't housewives. Kate would be an incredible fucking housewife. Um, I think she lives in Florida, though, like not near Miami. So I don't know that, if that would be a thing. Real um, Housewives of Tampa. I don't know. No, that's come on. Real Housewives of Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, uh, no thanks. <laughs> Honestly, if she lives anywhere near Palm Beach, throw fucking Tinsley on there. We got to yeah. cast. We got to fucking no, cast. I, I loved it. They ended the reunion with Alan Cumming telling us that season two is coming. So I'm very excited to continue to obsess over the traders. I just don't know if they'll, if the U.S. version, will it continue to do half celebrities, half? I keep calling them normals and I don't mean that in a derogatory way. Like, <laughs> what, like, I, I feel like the dynamic is going to be the same, like next season where someone, if a celebrity wins, all the people that aren't celebrities are going to be like, well, I should have won because I don't, I never had the chance to be on TV. Like I just, that's not what the show's about. And I need us to like all get aligned on that. I do too. And I think that, um, so Sari was on Watch What Happens Live and she gave her five people from Bravo that should be on the next season. And I think she kind of hit the nail on the head. So she said, Candace, Shep, Lindsay Hubbard, uh, Teresa, I don't, Teresa would not be good at this game, so she did not hit the nail on the head there. And I forget the fifth one that she said. You guys are probably screaming. Can you imagine Teresa as a traitor? It would be so funny because, like, I don't think that she could, like, I don't think she even knows how to, like, keep her cool. No, she'd be like, what do you mean we gotta kill him? I already went to jail once, Andy. (laughs) I'm not not committing murder. It's it's so good. So, yeah, that was a lot of fun. But um, this has been a jam-packed segment of that's my opinion we have a lot of um, shows to get into we certainly do so with that being said let's get into the real housewives of miami that my foot almost got broken in a thousand pieces? Almost, it didn't happen. That was why, episode, why are you always a victim, Adriana? Like, why do you have to oh. play the victim thing? Don't do that. I'm not a victim. I, I can't even go enjoy myself. But it was an I accident. It could happen to any of us. I know, but accidents, you know, have consequences. As you know, we Frankie... Don't bring up Frankie. But Do not f***ing bring up Frankie. Accidents... What the hell is this article? I don't know. Don't play these games with me and try to embarrass me and say I had all these dates at the Halloween party that you forced on me. You forced that Halloween party on me that I didn't want. Yes. And you had to ship your girlfriend off away because she got a restraining order against me and she couldn't come to the party. And you had girls, you were all over them. And did you, maybe you should remind everybody that you said you were happy because you wanted to uh, date a bunch of girls or meet a bunch of girls and flirt with them, which you did. And everyone saw you doing. The only one that was being like a pig at the party was you. Leave me alone. We have to talk about last week's Miami because, I mean, we still have the fallout of the whole Adriana Frankie comment, which I thought was disgusting i felt i did feel bad for her in last week's confessional when she was talking about her life and the divorce and how she only has a year and a half left of alimony and she's like i don't know what to do i don't have family i'm the one supporting my son in college if memory serves me right i believe that her second husband is not the father of her son so i don't think he's supporting in any he's way he's not yeah. well i th- you I watched think... more recently than me so you have like more of yeah a- he- 
he's not the father of her son, but, and by the way, guys, uh, rookie mistake. I was not using the right microphone for that first segment. So if I sounded, um, you know, janky, that was why it was my AirPods, but here I am connected to the mic. Um, unlike Robin Dixon, we are not going tech. (laughs) No, we're definitely not going tech over here. So, um, yeah, he's not the, he's definitely not the father of her son, but I guess um, I thought I thought alimony and child support were the same thing, but I guess they are not. No, alimony is like spousal support. So you get it. It depends on the prenup. You some prenups are like I know Shannon Bedores is until she gets remarried. So it's like that's why she didn't marry John or anything or get engaged. They've since broken up. But like um, some alimony is like that. And some is just like an alluded time period. It's like five years, 10 years. Um, Adriana's been divorced for like at least five years, I think. So we shall see. Um, I think, you know, Adriana is just kind of at her. I'm at my limit with her. Um, I, 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 I feel bad for her, I guess, but it's like, girl, get a job. Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> you, <laughs> you like, Kenny, she is like, Reed. She's making music. Okay. Right. Um, I'm just like her panicking that she only has a year and a half of alimony left. And then she doesn't know what she's going to do. Like, why aren't you, you know, Taco Bell is, is accepting applications. Wendy's is accepting applications. Like Taco Bell, are you hiring? Yeah. <laughs> I will be there with an application. <laughs> that was exactly what I was channeling. I knew it. Um, but no, like, I just think Adriana, okay, cry me a river. Like your second husband isn't going to be paying you money anymore. Figure it out. Every, everyone else figures it out. Um, well, I guess that's not true. A lot of people just get married to a rich man. But um well, that that's figuring it out yeah figure it out i just this whole thing last week you know adriana for most of the season alexia has been a villain and i have been feeling bad for adriana and then it completely flipped last week it was the final episode of them in the bahamas and for her to just use alexia's son frankie's accident as an example of how accidents happen and there's consequences because she fake broke her ankle and at the end of that episode, she's like dancing. By the way, like Mo, do you remember this? She was literally on yes. her feet dancing at the restaurant. And everyone was like, that was the funniest thing when Larsa's like, your ankle's not really broken. And then she she leans in, she goes, <laughs> drop it. <laughs> <laughs> when I watched so I watched this episode with my sister, and when I tell you we fucking howled, she was literally just Us looks too. at her and goes, drop it. <laughs> <laughs> they have such a funny relationship because they hate each other, but they also like like everyone on this cast likes each other. You can just tell. And for there's just there's for, mystery there with everyone. I know, just Larsa being like, "You're faking your injury. Drop it." Like, <laughs> <laughs> like she really thought everyone was gonna forget. Like maybe if you didn't bring the Frankie stuff into it, but like I mean. Alexia read her, dragged her redder when she read was like, you're, you're, you're a cloud. You're miserable. This is why everything happens in your life. Cause you're a bad person. You deserve it. When I, t- that is, I'm sorry. Alexia's still queen to me. She can be in her clown season, oh, but, for but sure. the way, the way fucking Twitter is like turning on her, get her off the show. I'm like, you guys are fucking y'all. I, are clown- you're clowns. If I don't want to hear anyone ever tell me to someone stop doing the whole, get her off the show. Like, shut up. Unless they did something awful, like terrible, cancelable. Or did nothing. Or unless they're just legitimately boring. Stop calling for people to be kicked off your show when they do one thing that makes you mad. Like, this is television. Like, stop being so serious with it. 
I have one Meanwhile, thing. While we're say. getting so one, serious on a podcast, so, so serious. One thing that sent me to the fucking moon and back was Julia's unhinged moment of she what had the it. she had the had ice bucket challenge. Had, no, she had <laughs> it with Marisol. She, she? Said, done. The fact that okay, my sister pointed it out. She said Julia after she tried to throw the ice bucket on Marisol and then just said no words. Like she truly was not mad. That that's what was so unhinged. She wasn't mad or anything. <laughs> Took the ice bucket, tried to throw it. When they were like they squashed it, she sat back down. She did not say another word on that beach. She just stood there with her glasses on, like straight faced. Nothing. She was knows said. she she know how dumb she looks. <laughs> I mean, literally, like the I she literally did the ice bucket challenge on tried to do the ice bucket challenge on Marisol. Um, what the fuck? I don't know what she where she was going with that. Was it more of like a Marisol? We, we need to put you on ice. I don't know what her. No, like, I think she's that would have been iconic if she said that. It was yeah. just so like it was like, so random. Uh, la- last last season, it was the it's Larsa. And this season, it is like that moment with the ice. No, the, the, the funniest part is that she did it. It didn't work. Like it would have no, been. It, fu- did, it didn't land. <laughs> it did like the land. ice never. The ice never like left the bowl, or it didn't get on Marisol's head. It like not, it was such a not flop. a drop. Not a drop spilled. No, this season to me will always be like give it to me, give it to me, give it to me, give it to me. It's- oh, that's yeah, absolutely. I forgot about. <laughs> me and, how could I forget? How could me and my sister do that anytime we're like we have like an end of being mad at each other? She'll be like in the kitchen. I'm like give it to me, give it to me, give it to me. Um, iconic. The Bahamas trip was honestly, this season as a whole, is how Housewives should be. It's 16 episodes condensed. I thought it was fucking incredible. Mm-hmm. The Bahamas trip was great. It had highs, it had lows, it had fun, it had not. Like, it was so good. Um, Coming back into Miami, seeing the fallout of it, I think we need to get into the Lisa of it all. We're going to jump around from episode to episode, but, like, her sitting down with the mom was, like, a, you could see the pain in her eyes. What's, where she was what's like, her mom? What's the mom's? What's Lenny's mom's name? Something with an M. For sure. I, I almost was going to say Martina, but that's Julia's wife. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm doing a little Google. I'm going to do a little FBI. Uh, I don't know why. I can't remember that. But um, while no, you that, Google. that was like gaslighting. Gaslighting 100%. She was like, well, you Marina. 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 Um, Marina. Clo- close to Martina. Um, the way that she was just like, you you were out in New York, you would go do this, you were on Instagram. It's like, what the fuck? Like we're we're wealthy people, we have nannies. Like, I'm not a I'm not a like leaving my kids for fucking months at a time. You saw even after this divorce, mm-hmm. she wouldn't leave her kids for more than a day. It's like even the relationship that you see that those kids have with her, they are so attached to her. And I've said on this podcast before, which I will take back, that she was kind of the mother that would have the nanny take care of everything. But like looking at it now, it's like those kids are, cl- that's clearly like their number one parent. The other one is doing God knows what. That man is being a fucking asshole. We had the Leah Black cameo last episode, which she came in product out the wazoo. Saleswoman, QVC, all She's up like, and down. Do, do you screen. have puffy eyes from crying from Lenny? Okay, I have some cream for that. Is your face <laughs> wrinkling from all this stress from Lenny? I have some cream for that. I thought it was really exciting to see Leah Black. I am famously... I did too. I, did, I don't love Leah. I'm not one, a fan of hers. I didn't think she was great on the show. Um, nostalgia. I didn't hate her. I didn't hate her. I didn't love her. Yeah. I was indifferent. Her and Joanna Krumpa. I like Joanna. I really love Joanna on the show. I think that it makes sense that they did not bring Leah Black back for the reboot because they've got this new wave of young women in Miami. And I think Leah's time has just passed. But back when Leah was on the show in its original run, she was sort of that matriarchal figure, especially to Lisa and Joanna in seasons two and three. And um, really just like, I kind of forgot all the things about 
<laughs> Leah that are fun to watch, but also kind of annoying. Like she's such a like she everything out of her mouth is like a criticism to you. Like she's like, yeah, uh, I, I I don't have carrots and celery, so I know you're not going to eat. And then she's like, oh, there's the mirror. Where's the first place that Lisa Hochstein goes? It's the mirror. Like she she does it with this little like ah like laugh. And it's like <laughs> it's like, girl, stop being so rude. Like stop being so rude. I mean, Lisa is so fucking hot. Like she is just a bombshell. Um, so I think she was like trying to throw you know throw a little shade at her, but um. She she was giving like good advice. She and like Lisa did admit that if Lenny would take it, drop it on, take her, she would take him back. Like if he was like, you know what, I'm sorry, I made a mistake. Which of course, it's been 15 years of marriage. It's the one man that you really loved your whole life. You have kids with him for the family, for the money, for the sake of not having to go through all this. Of course, you would take him back. I I understand that. Um, I think now she's probably at a different place. Did you see? Her and Larsa were out to dinner with their men, and Lisa's man is fine. Like, um, I must have missed that, but uh, I'm gonna have to uh, go back and look. Apparently, he's like a millionaire, fucking loaded. He's way hotter than hotter than Lenny, younger than Lenny. Not he's age. That's what she though. deserves. That's what she deserves. He seems she older deserves. than Lisa. I don't. I honestly, even if he was younger than Lisa, I feel like Lisa deserves like a Sergio, like what yeah. Caroline Stanberry has, like a faggot. <laughs> yeah, 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 literally. Like, uh, Lisa, I'll be your husband. No, um, literally, me too. Um, we can do a throuple here. Um, no, I think she's just so like Lisa's so stunning, and like I think in this last in the final when all the women were fighting back and forth, and Lisa got up and really like it felt to me like for once I was like, wow, she is becoming the glue. Mm-hmm. She this made like her whole thing that she's going through the divorce and everything she's really becoming the voice of reason and the glue to the group which i never in a million fucking years would have thought that lisa i Hushing didn't see would... it i didn't see it for me and i didn't see it for last her last season last season i just didn't think she gave a lot and there was like a little bit of drama between her and larsa which was kind of fun but other than that like i was wondering where her future was going this season she locked it in she secured that mojito what i find from a storytelling perspective of this season because this this week was the last episode before the reunion and what i find interesting about this season is that it opened up with lisa and lenny's divorce drama then that kind of cooled off and it made space for adriana and alexia alexia versus julia larsa versus everybody nicole the mirror mirror of it all then we had the bahamas trip which really escalated that Adriana Alexia tension. And then to close out the season, they kind of circled right back over to Lisa. We get a Leah Black cameo. And then at the end of this uh, finale episode, we get Lisa in the confessional chair, seeing an article where Lenny was claiming she was cheating on him or something. And she calls Lenny on camera and just starts bitching him out. We played that clip at the start of the segment, but Holy shit. What did, like, what did he say? Leave me alone. <laughs> he said, leave me alone. He hung up. But like, we, and no, Lenny, we're not going to leave you alone. We're not. Uh, for the rest of your life, little, the little, little Hocksteins, little, little Leasonators are going to be <laughs> knocking on your door and making your life a living hell because you're a piece of shit. You're a piece of trash. When I said you were garbage, I meant you were garbage. Um, Maddie and Zach would love that. I just quoted Caroline Manzo. <laughs> um, but I, I just really, that man is trash. He's disgusting. Lisa's storyline has, like, really just, like, 
like you said, from a storytelling standpoint, like it's really just like evolved. And I'm so excited to see where she goes next weekend. We know she has first seat at the reunion. Um, back to the women fighting Julia, like trying to be like, Oh, I have to stand up for Adriana. I'm biting my fucking tongue. They're bullying her. She's their punching bag. No, she's being held feet to the fire for the fucking words that she said. She talked yeah. about Alexia's son who was in a horrible accident, almost died. Then she talked about Maricel's fucking man which was a crazy point that they brought up that she matched with him on hinge and hinge for women the woman has to match first and has to speak first the men can match but the woman has to speak first in order for there to be a match so you went out looking for him and you got fucking dragged you are trash you're asking these women that you've known for 15 years to be your friend for once but you're not acting like a friend to them no she doesn't and i it it was rich irony though coming from larsa on that beach scene when she's like it doesn't work like that. You can't just say nasty things and then five minutes later apologize and expect everything to be okay. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like really, Larsa? You don't say. Like, yeah, you. Like, literally <laughs> you. Thing. That's my favorite thing about a housewife is when they're so unself-aware. Oh, yeah. Like, con- it, it contradictory just, in every way, shape, camp. or form. It's just absolute camp. It's performance I, yeah, art. Yeah, this whole julia adriana versus everybody else is very interesting you know what i you know something a connection i made was you know back in BravoCon last fall when the miami ladies were there and they had that segment where it was like everyone on one couch and then adriana on the other and they were just like bitching her the fuck out and i remember as a fan it was like what happens this season that makes this happen and then you go through most of the season and they're really not fighting they, they shoot her music video with her there's all these things that happen as a group and then that a beach scene happens where she brings up frankie and it's like ah ding light bulb this is why she was all alone on that couch at bravo con like they are not over it they're not over it i mean it did start with a slander slander um (laughs) yeah (laughs) which was alexia's fault for sure but that was petty housewife shit they would have gotten over then you brought real life shit into it you brought her son into it i think that like she's asking for loyalty for people from people that she's not being loyal to and it's like these women came in obviously with an agenda marisol and alexia have been best friends for 20 years they came in with larsa like with lisa like hey we're not gonna really go after each other even though lisa and larsa have but they've since made up and i think that was petty housewife shit too your your only fans building and i think like she does she's the brandy lambo she goes below the belt she goes too far and then tries to take it back and the kelly dot of it mm-hmm. all we always talk about those two when we go with the chaos agents who go too far um i think you just have to own up to your mistakes at this point adriana and i believe that like moving forward i think the cast needs to stay the same because i think there's so many relationships here and i just feel like she cannot come back from it and she's gonna try and she's gonna try and it's just gonna be like we'll see what happens at the reunion but i i'm sorry mama it ain't it ain't working out for you i do think though that with you know alimony running out soon in the next year and a half like this could set Adriana up for an interesting storyline next season where it's sort of like, what is she going to do to support her son? Um, I think there's a lot that could, in this latest, in this finale episode, we see her on a date you know, with with a man, you know? So I think that. Which is bizarre that like the friend doves get like kind of title card moments too with Marisol and Adriana. Yeah. Especially, I think it's because they were originally on the cast in those first, you know, early seasons. I, I don't think we're losing any of the friend doves. They're just simply too good. I could see Gertie either going or being demoted to friend. And that makes me wonder, would one of the current three friends be promoted in her place or would they just stay in that friend level? I don't know. But that's the only housewife I could see something changing with on the Miami cast. I think bringing in somebody 
new could be interesting if we demoted Gertie. Gertie, to me, I will say something, guys. I've been famously a Gertie hater here. And um, her new confessional with the black hair and the black gloves and the thing, stunning. The The hair was finally hair. good. She looked really good. The hair was good for once. Um, my friend DM'd me and said that his friend is now doing her hair. And I said, wow, you can see a change because she it's giving go naked hair Porsche level. Uh, before, I was not giving that. Um, I just think, like, Gertie's annoying to me. Like, she's not... She doesn't have any redeeming qualities, really. Like, sh- she has a business. Agreed. She has something to fall back on. I just... I don't love me some Gertie. And I think, out of all of them, she's the weakest link. And I would love to see another diverse woman come in. Like, I Miami's the most diverse cast. Let's keep it diverse. Let's keep it going. I think that, like, that's what makes Miami so good. And, like, Ger- Gertie did say it's a melting pot. I will say, the bitch is a fantastic event planner. Because that last event was fucking great. The the neon yeah. signs with everybody's name. She could do her fucking job, and that's amazing. She's just... I don't think she's made out for Housewives. And you might disagree with me. Whatever. DM us if you fucking want to fight. Because I'll fight. <laughs> <laughs> no, this... What a, what a what a great season at Miami. I mean, I think Zach might have been the one that said it's giving, like, Roni vibes. But, like, it's just the chaos... So many things going on at once. Um, that's that's pure Roni, where they fight, they make up, they fight, they make up. Um, the fights don't really last that long unless something super serious. I, you guys know, I do about three times a year. I do my Roni rewatch from season seven to season eleven. Sometimes I, sometimes I'll go into twelve and thirteen if I'm bored. Um, and I'm currently in that. I'm in season nine right now, and I'm just like, I miss those women every day. But I mean. <sighs> With that being said, let's get into the Real Housewives of New Jersey. Bro, you've been here one minute. Joe, I've been in your sister's life for so almost two years. You. Just be quiet, all right? Be quiet? You could, Joe. <laughs> you should be embarrassed to even bring that up. I am not embarrassed. You are. You should be. You're on a podcast talking about your sister. Don't do that. I'll sit here and say whatever I want to say to you. Tough guy. You. Don't talk to me like that. Take it easy. What are you doing? Seriously. No, you. You can't say you. You're not a man, bro. You're a fucking pussy. You know why? So let's not. No, 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 no. Are you saying I'm not a man? Without insulting the manhood. I'm so above you. It's not even funny. I'm going to tell you what a fucking man is. You can talk all you want. Because you're not going to affect me. I'm going to break your f***ing balls. Go ahead. right now. Stop with the theatrics. Stop with the theatrics. I want to take a minute. I want to thank everybody for coming to our home. It's not just our friends, our family. I want to thank everybody for being um, loving and supporting to us, towards us. Um, yeah, you guys are our chosen family. Please. Everyone here is really special to us, so thank you so much for coming. We love you from the bottom of our heart. I wouldn't want anyone else here, but you guys, yes. We miss you, Joe. So, uh, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Melissa, that's a dick thing to say. It's okay. What the f- was that for? I don't think chosen family was exactly the right words to say when your brother's not there. And then it's going to be like, I didn't mean anything about it, honey. I didn't mean to say that. You know, I choose these people because I love them. Da, 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 da. It's hurtful. Let's get into the Real Housewives of New Jersey. This season to me, we're four episodes in, correct? Yeah. Um, yeah. 
firing on all cylinders. These two newbies, this newest episode proved it. They are here to stay. They both got in the mess. I wish Rachel, like her husband said, are you sure you don't want to like cuss her out a little bit and stay and check her ass uh, with Jennifer? And I wish she would have stayed a little and checked her ass, but uh, she's yeah, new. prove yourself. Okay, prove yourself. Yeah. She, di- she did. She did. But uh, Jennifer is somebody that you can't prove yourself again because there's no winning battle there. She will fight until the fu- until the party's done, the lights are off, the woman's out the pool and the ball. Uh, she's going to go. <laughs> She's going to go until That's time the to go. vibe I get. That's the vibe I get. So I was going to say, you know, segueing from Miami, speaking of women who love to fight, here we are in New Jersey. I mean, it's just a lot of fighting. Um, not like exhausting fighting for me yet, the way that I described Salt Lake City fighting. But um, four episodes in and, you know, not caught up on Jersey at all. I'm just, that's what I'm noticing first and foremost, just a lot of fighting. It's interesting to see it from your perspective because you are you're watching season three right now, which is Melissa's first season. Um, yeah. So you're seeing the first season that Melissa comes in, and uh, you guys don't hate me. I might sound ridiculous here. Possibly her last season. It is. Um, it's got to be. That's like it's got. I think even that like. It. I yeah. I think that they're just done. I want to start off with saying this, and I, you guys are going to probably stop listening at this one because I'm about to go in, but um. I think that people online are so critical of Melissa. And like, this is her only storyline. This is her only storyline. Teresa's only storyline is the wedding. But every fucking time Teresa brings up the wedding, she brings up Joe and Melissa. So they're both doing it. But you guys are only fighting with Melissa. But they both do it every fucking time Teresa brings up this wedding. We see a preview for next week where she's wedding dress, wedding dress shopping. And Gia's like, yeah, but Zio, Joe, and Melissa. It's like, you guys are bringing it up just as much as they are. You both are yeah. using each other. For the sake of a storyline, and the fans love Teresa so much that Melissa's the only one that gets to hate. They both need to let it go. And I think the only way is for one of them to go, and that's got to be Melissa at this point. It's, it's got to like, be Melissa. We're done. Uh, yeah, so season three, I'm like seeing the dawn of their beef. And season, what is this, 13, 14? We're watching the, like, I think the maybe the climax or the end of it all. Hopefully, Melissa will leave. Because I just don't think that uh, Jersey fans want to keep watching this over and over and over and over and over again. Um, I, I should have known that the wedding was going to be such a central part of this season because it was made out to be such a big deal online and all the photos and Ramona leaking the invitation and all that fun stuff. Um, and yeah, I didn't realize, but like that is truly where all the drama seems to be coming from is like, Melissa's not a bridesmaid. Um, certain things regarding like where they sit or who's invited Melissa's like in-laws or whatever or Melissa's side of the family isn't invited to the wedding all these things um but one I, thing that I she one, I where, where are you on the she should have invited her family I don't know that so I guess I'm not Italian so I think it, it maybe it maybe the rules are different for Italians because like they're so big on family that even like your in-laws in-laws are like your family in a way but like for me, I don't think that I I don't know if my brothers, spouses, sisters, and and whatnot would be invited to my wedding. I don't know. I, I guess it depends on how close we are. But it just feels like almost too removed. It's like why would I, they be invited in the first place? You're already an extension. Like a, You're already a guest in the family as 
as as Joe's wife. You know what I mean? I think it's just to me. It's I mean, I think Italians are very much like my my people's Puerto Ricans. Um, it's a lot about family. Um, every time there's a we have a big family party and there's a hall, it's always like you got to invite this person, this extended cousin, this extended cousin. It's just like out of respect. And they've been family with them for twenty something years. Joe and Melissa have been married. I would understand if it's a two year marriage and she's like, I'm not inviting your fucking like like Louis. I'm not inviting Louis's family to uh, her sweet sixteen because you guys have been together a year and a half, like two years. I'm not doing that. Twenty years is a different story. Also. Teresa pledges this whole, I want to make the peace, I want to make the peace, I want to make the peace. If you want to make the peace, you already didn't make her a bridesmaid. Invite her fucking mother and her two sisters. That's three yeah. people. You invited Chanel on the day before the wedding. You invited Rachel, who you just met on this cast, because it's a cast. I get it. Yeah. But Ramona. You- Right. You, if you want to make peace, just put them at their table. It's an, what? It's a hundred dollars a person, next to three hundred dollars a plate or something like that. It's not crazy. You've got it's the her, money. You've got the money. It's her family. If you truly want to make peace, even if you aren't close with them, invite her family because they've been around for decades and decades and they were around taking care of your father when he was passing. Like they were there. So I, I understand it. I mean, I'm over this whole fight between the two of them. I want to get into some more interesting fights with the fucking new girls because I think that's where it is. But go ahead. Hold on. Last thoughts here. So I'm on season three. I'm almost done with season three. Uh, I just watched one of the funniest episodes and I don't even know if it's supposed to be that funny. But uh, first of all, the kids make it on Jersey. Like the children are like such an integral part of the show and the humor. And especially in season three with all of Teresa's daughters being so young, as well as Melissa's children being so young. They finally agree to make peace. It's really awkward. Like every time they do something nice to each other, they're like, see, see, I'm trying, I'm trying. It's like really like forced friendliness. And then I guess Teresa agreed to bring her daughters over to Melissa's house for a play date. And she's like two or three hours late. And it keeps like the editors keep showing like the time on the screen. And it's like Teresa's like chasing around Gia and she's like, um, or no, Melania. And she's like, put pick an outfit and this little baby girl is like throwing a fit and throwing the clothes everywhere and it was just the funniest fucking like episode watching Teresa corral these children in the car she's like who doesn't have their seatbelt on and she's like <laughs> and like the, the, the daughter's like just go just go and she's like i'm gonna send you all away all of you all of you's going away and she, is, <laughs> and she is like to where she's like boarding school and then they get to melissa's and like the kids are like like the baby is like pulled the phone down on the ground is like smashing it. Like it was the funniest like episode just to watch the chaos of these children. And Teresa is just so not nice to Melissa. Like every little comment she can make to Melissa, she makes. And I kind of like at this point in season three, I think I'm on Melissa's side because I'm like, Teresa's such a bitch for no reason. It feels like, but I guess there's probably plenty of backstory that I'm not aware of, including Melissa, not telling her that she got on the show yeah that's the major backstory behind it but it's like we're still in season 14 you're still holding that resentment that's i've always been team melissa um and then this season i mean i'm still team melissa i would think but i'm more i'm more team get it the fuck over with that's the team i'm on to just like yeah we need to let feels like it's time to let the mouse go that's the team i'm on i mean tree calling fucking joe this up you want to make peace you want to make peace (laughs) <laughs> like, yeah, I don't want to talk about it, but we got to talk about it to make peace. It's like, no, well, no I don't want to talk about it. Well, even the way she said, she was like, do you want to talk about anything so that, to make you feel better? 
I was yeah. just like, even that is a rude way to say it. Like, what oh, do you for mean? Sure. What do you mean to make you feel better? That that sounds like you don't care. You're just doing yeah. this to make them feel better. It would have been like much more authentic if she said, "Hey, like, I think we should talk a little bit about it so that we both can like get closure." Like, but instead of doing like the we, the us, it was very much you, I language. Like, do you want to talk about anything so you can feel better? Like, of course, Joe resents you. You're you're kind of not. She's she's pretending. Like she's playing ball, but she's not. No, she's and not. Then she's her- like, and then she's like, I called you. I called you. I tried to make, she can say all that and be like, look, I did it. I did it. No. But then she's shocked it. when he doesn't come to the party. Like she's like, well, my brother really should have been here. But yeah, then you throw like little digs at him when you're, while you're on the fucking phone with him. And then you do this whole thing where you're like, see, that's why I don't understand the tree stand so much. Because even this statement, like you guys are my chosen family. Like obviously that made Melissa upset. I just it, like, it really does feel like Melissa's last season. She, it feels like she's removed. She's removed from the drama. She's removed from the cast. She went in that bathroom to cry. Like, she wasn't even around during the cast fights. It feels like even, like, Jackie's around for it. Like, she tried to... She's Melissa, like, even when she's trying to start the drama, like, her being, like, going to Jackie and being, like, I did tell Danielle that you told her that her clothes look like they come from the hamper, which is hilarious. Um, <laughs> it even felt like that. Like, she was really just, like, over it. She was like, yeah, let me throw this little bone so you guys can fight while I go cry in the bathroom. I do want to get into the Jackie and Danielle because that was funny. Where she's that like, was so she, good. She's like, uh, first of all, I thought I wish that we this was a video, like the way she yeah, was like, moving her hands all in her face. Like I was like, Yes, mother, yes. Yes, mother. Well, also when Jackie was like, Well, you did wear those hamper shorts twice, so like I'm sorry. Like, you know, whatever. <laughs> but but her coming right up and taking it and being like, Does this look look like I wore it from the hamper? And she's like, No, not today. Today you're not dressed for a pool party. Um She's uh, Danielle's mother. I love her. I just, she's iconic. I think, I think she- I, this is like the new, uh, hopefully this is like the future of Jersey. Like if Melissa leaves after, if this season sort of wraps up the Teresa Melissa drama and maybe they just agree to go their separate ways, Melissa and Joe leave the show. I think Teresa probably stays, but then I'm hoping these new cast members usher in like a new era. It's almost like, what Roni should have done if they really wanted to reboot the show instead of like just canceling Roni as it was, they should have like done something like this where you bring on a few new younger girls and uh, almost like, you know, Vanderpump did it awfully in season eight, (laughs) but like you almost had like two casts that season, you know, and I know that did not go well, but it did not. Imagine a world where it did go well and it's like you're passing the baton, you're passing the torch to this new generation. We need like a handoff season and that and then it then we get closure from the people that we're losing that are more legacy and we also get more comfortable, we warm up to these new people that you're replacing them with. It's like a it's like you're soft launching a new cast. But um, the people that want to play the game and can roll with the dice, they stay. Like Jennifer mm-hmm. fighting with the newbies, Dolores fighting with Jennifer. Marge can go because I think she's fucking annoying as hell this season. I'm done with her. Even like I was saying this in our group chat, there was a scene with Jackie and Jennifer where they have famously like you're not there yet, Reed, but they have been they were at odds from their first season all five years, like not friends. And her being like, bitch, come over here. Like that was, you know, funny, like little endearing, yeah. like, but still shady calling her bitch. Like, bitch, let's take a shot. And then Marge running over. What do you mean you're gonna take a shot with her? Like, she called you snobby. And then she's like, please, snobby is like the worst, the least thing you can say about me. Like, I am snobby, obviously. Um, 
But Roni did that, back to what you were saying. Roni did that in season five when we brought in Aviva, we brought in Heather, we brought in Carol, and it felt like this new era. We got rid of some of the old girls. Luann was yeah, a friend that season. It that was, was like, kind of like chapter two of Roni, yeah. And they could have had a chapter three when they could have like just gotten rid of some of them. I mean, had it be Ramona's like last season, I think that Luann and Sonia would have fit in famously with the new girls and had Leah mm-hmm. there. I think given Leah another chance, had Dorinda come back. Anyways, we can talk about Ronnie's who are blue in the face. Back we to do Jer- it every time. We gotta get every up on fucking time. Back to <laughs> back to Jersey. All um, roads lead to Roni in all, on this podcast. <laughs> all roads they will always lead to Roni. Um I mean you have Rachel fighting with Jennifer, which I thought was great because so Rachel and um Jen Fesser sit down to have pizza. Jen is playing up her campy I like to eat role, which I thought was hilarious when she was like, no, bitch, I don't share. I'm enjoying <laughs> her too. Uh, Elvis hates her. And then I was noticing on the Instagram. Well, El- a Elvis lot. famously people- doesn't have taste. So, well, okay, but hey, I'm <laughs> just I'm kidding. Elvis, I love you. Oh, Elvis is going to dark. Elvis is going to come out now. Ah, if, uh, I'm scared. <laughs> you should be. I, um, in Elvis's defense though, um, a lot of Instagram folks uh, on the post yesterday about how great Jen Fessler is um, were like, no, she's not. She's trying too hard. She like she brings up that she's Jewish and Italian every time she can. There were a lot of people in the comments like being like, no, she's not great. So I, I don't know. That. Are we in the, are we in the majority or are we in the minority with Jen Fessler? I- Okay, Zach loves her. Zach is the one that made that post. Annie, my friend who did the Patreon with me, um, she fa- she said the same thing. She's trying too hard. She's like, it's clear she's trying to have a memeable, jiffable moment. I don't, she's, I'm indifferent about her. I don't really love her. I don't care enough to love her. Zach, as you guys, I just said, made that post. So he loves her. Um, he loves that kind of kooky housewife, though. Uh, yeah, I don't really care enough to care. I think it's fun seeing her and Rachel together because you have, they have such a big age difference and Rachel's like younger and like looking at her as like this like funny auntie figure. Um, I like that relationship. So from that scene, we got that Jennifer called both Rachel and Jennifer Fesser and basically was talking shit, which I think their mistake was not their mistake because it did cause drama, but it's like, that's what Jen's like. That's what we do. After we film a scene, we call each other and we talk about it and we like, you know, break shit down. And I'm trying to do it with the two new girls. Cause I don't know you guys. Apparently that was my fucking mistake. I should have called up someone that I had a relationship with like tree and you know, or Danielle. Um, cause I, I if she would have called Danielle and they would have talked shit, I don't think Danielle would have said anything. Danielle would have just, you know, taken it in. Um, and that's what Rachel was saying during that fight. She was like, well, I wasn't, I don't care. I, would, I didn't want that. You know, I'm not here to fucking talk shit. I'm like, I have a relationship with Marge. I have a relationship with Dolores because Rachel's best friend, Brittany, is Frank's girlfriend. And they are into bodybuilding? Hmm. <laughs> a, like, I feel like for New Jersey, that like makes sense. It also makes sense that everyone is someone's grandma's aunts, daughters, boyfriends, dogs, owners, walker. New Jersey's like, not, a, <laughs> not a huge state. Not <laughs> incestuous over there um very incestuous yeah i think this season is off to a uh pretty strong start um i i know that without watching everything that people were kind of getting tired of it last year and the last few years so it does feel like people are more excited and enthusiastic about jersey this year it's me i'm people for sure um yeah i'm excited (laughs) i am i am getting fatigued from the melissa stuff and the Teresa stuff but i think there's enough other stuff to make me like kind of outweigh balance that out my lead tune it out i can Mm -hmm. tune it out for sure um listen i think it's a good season 
we're gonna keep we're gonna keep on watching we're gonna keep on recapping um with that being said let's get into something i'm really fucking excited about let's get into the real housewives of potomac reunion You were at my album release, dancing oh, and did. supporting me. Okay. And you wanted me to tell you then, as you're singing on the stage. Oh, so it's not okay to tell me then, but it's okay to sit on Can't, national again, mother television I wasn't and tell, tell you me. at all. You're not smart. I yeah, I kind of am. Instead of talking about her uterus and what's happening with her personal life, she would rather malign and with people's families. And you use this show to lie on people because you have nothing else going on. Your dwindling uterus was waiting for you to put it on TV. Let me go to her and find out what's the beef. Then you tried to shame me in front of the group. It was. And it was stupid because you embarrassed yourself. I wasn't embarrassed. You get upset about stuff because it's done on camera, which is not fair. We're all here. When we're filming, everything we do should happen on camera. I heard from Candace earlier today. I heard she was like tweeting a lot. She's also really angry and disappointed. She feels betrayed by you. What does what I'm going through or what I shared have to do with her and Chris? I, just, I think it's about, I what, you, I think it's about what you didn't share. Let's get into both episodes of the uh, Potomac reunion. Uh, fantastic fucking reunion to me. The season, I know a lot of people had their not so great, whatever, not not Potomac at its best. I enjoyed this season. I thought it was great. Um, I think it's going to be a great binge. This reunion, the Potomac women know how to do it at the reunion. It's not too crazy where it's like, oh my God, they're trying so hard to make up for a reunion. They're having honest conversations. Um, Candace is the motherfucking MVP. I mean, just reading Giselle I, down. That I'll is what I love. I'm obsessed and with Candace. And you know, I, I'm still like a, you know, I'm still a Darby Barbie Hive kind of girly over here, but Ashley hasn't had the most going on this season. And it's really opened up space in my heart for Candace. It has. Um, and, you know, unlike Lisa, Lisa's divorce is in the press. It's messy. It's messy. Ashley's divorce is amicable. She's contained. trying to. Michael doesn't he doesn't want to be on tv there's like there's not much with that storyline that we can get into my biggest thing with the ashley of it all was the fact that she's truly getting nothing out of this like she i mean my favorite read from both parts of the reunion was when candace was like talking about generational wealth and she was like so my mom bought my house because of generational wealth and i hope that your kids can learn from your mistakes and you can somehow give them that generational wealth to where they will own their own home when they're 30 and i was like oh Gagged her a bit. Gagged her a bit. You know, that is true. Ashley took it, though. Yeah, and I think that we all, I, for sure, have been really hard on Candace in past seasons for being kind of someone that had a silver spoon in her mouth her whole life. Like, I, you know, it didn't, I, she didn't, there was a bad taste in my mouth early on with Candace, with her mother being so involved in everything. I think that this is like Candace chapter two. Like, we've, she's, she's gotten out of this toxic relationship with her mother and it's and now there's this stuff going on with Chris and she's obviously trying to have a baby. Um, but I just, you know, I think she brings up a very valid point. I think any of us, it's the American dream, right? Any of us, if we were to get wealthy one day, we would want to pass that wealth and that and that privilege really down to our children and grandchildren. Like, I don't want my child to have to do everything I had to do if I can give them like a leg up. And this comes back to the 
Nepo baby convo, but I think that you know, I love a Nepo baby. I know I agree with but what like, you're saying. Also, I would love to be that. a Nepo baby. Like I would, I would love to be born. I would love to be born yeah. and and have already hit the jackpot by default. So I would love oh, to give my nieces and nephew that future. And I think that we don't see that conversation enough in women of color. Like we don't see that. We see that yeah. more, you know, because obviously systemic racism and stuff has made it harder for people of color to obtain that generational wealth. And she's saying like, my family did obtain that a, a generational wealth. And listen, I'm not ashamed of it anymore. That's something I, that we should be celebrating, if anything. At, Let's you know, celebrate that. Period. Should, uh, hello. And hello. Uh, speaking of like, when we get into the topic of of race and and all of that, the, the second episode of the reunion had a really powerful segment on colorism that I was just like, I was just sitting there in silence watching, and I was so impressed by Same. all of the women on that couch and how they were able to not talk all about not, it. Not all of the women. There was, I mean, Giselle, obviously, like. You can, and then, I mean, Giselle proved what colorism was in that moment because she was like, I don't, well, I don't get it. And why are you talking about yeah. this to talk about this? It's like she was combating an educational conversation that Candace was mm-hmm. having. And that's truly colorism. You're a light skinned woman, Giselle. Like, obviously, we're not black women. We're, we can't speak on this subject. I love how Andy and the producers said we gave that to bring in a moderator. Should we give them this say? I love Candace starting it off with the definition. I thought that Ashley Darby had an amazing moment there, which brought Candace to tears, where she was like, I understand my privilege as someone who is lighter. I understand yeah. that. I have fought with everybody on this cast. I do not see that. But I, and I apologize and I feel sorry for the fact that you guys have to deal with that. And yeah. that brought Candace to tears. That I thought- gave me chills. And, chills. you know, Candace and Ashley have not been the best of friends this season or ever. And for Candace, Candace was like, that's all I needed to hear from you. You know, yeah. it was very I, like, I feel like they're healing. I think their friendship is healing if they can get over this Chris Bassett drama. Yeah, I think so too. And I think Karen's conversation of saying like, you know, taking it back to slavery and talking about how she bought back her family's plantation. I, that was amazing. And her and yeah. Candace going back and forth on it. Wendy's interjections where she was like, I hear you, Candace. I understand what you're saying. Um, and then you just had those two clowns on the Giselle and Robin who were like the green eyed bandits, the light skinned green eyed, you yeah, know, clowns. Just, just sort of acting like, Oh, we don't know what colorism is. It doesn't happen. I, I mean, Take a note, take a page from Ashley's book, who was willing to sit there and be like, I acknowledge this happens. Yeah, exactly. And it was, I thought it was a really great conversation. Um, I really applaud like Bravo for doing that. And I applaud the women and especially Candace for taking ownership. Um, I love me some Candace. Speaking of Candace, I want to get into my favorite line ever because I tweeted, I texted you guys this. <laughs> when she said, you sat there with your dwindling uterus and Andy's face was like, oh, I mean, especially the fact that Giselle spoke about her hysterectomy. It was just, I don't know if the timing was poor or if Candace planned it out. It's one of those things where it's really funny and I can't think about it for too long because then I start feeling guilty for finding it funny. It almost feels misogynistic of me to laugh at a woman's natural, you know, relationship with her uterus. Like it feels kind of like, am I, is this wrong? Am Um, I part of the problem? But I think that you could probably do that same self-reflection on almost anything that we find funny on any Housewives franchise. Like, this is not, uh, like, this is not, like, RuPaul's best friend's race. This is, um, this is trash TV. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. (laughs) I mean, especially with Giselle, like, we got into the Chris Bassett of it all. My, like, the moment that made me truly audibly gasp was when Andy was like, were you uncomfortable with the fact that, like, he went into the room or were you uncomfortable? Did he do something? And she was like, now this is just semantics at this point. And he was like, no. 
it, yeah, it actually is semantics. Like, you need to state what you're saying. You are trying to ruin a man's career and his life by saying it that. It is semantics. He, it is truly the, the definition of semantics. Words matter. You are... Your intent behind the words matter. Did this, did you feel uncomfortable just because he's a married man or did he do something to make you feel uncomfortable? You look like a clown. A yeah, clown. I loved, I loved Andy being like, I don't know if it's because I'm a gay man, but I just don't get it. And I kind of relate to Andy on that. Like as a gay man, I'm like, I don't think I make my girlfriends ever feel uncomfortable if we're in a room alone together. And I just don't understand like the heterosexual experience is so, different and sometimes validly right like we went through this whole me too movement in in this country and around the world like very recently but it just is one of those things where it's like you are two grown-ass adults you know a grown man and a grown woman you're both like capable of like making your own decisions and is it almost felt like 1960s like taboo weirdness that you're like how dare i be in a room with a married man i don't know i just think Giselle is a clown. I don't think Chris did. I don't think Chris did anything wrong. No, I don't either. I don't, he just doesn't seem like that. Aside from maybe having a black scent, but that's yeah. that's neither that's, here nor there. That's neither here nor that's that <laughs> could, could be a product of uh, environment. I'm not listen. I'm not here to get into that conversation. But um, <laughs> that's that's not my place. Um, I mean, I don't so, have anything to say about that. I just I have. I did oh, hear I, someone on another podcast bring it up and I I just I think we've been very defensive of him and on another podcast I heard someone you know be like well he does he does use a black set and I I was kind of like oh wait I kind of you know glossed over that <laughs> I I noticed it in the finale more than ever and I listen we're just going to we're going to go past that one um I want to okay. get into <laughs> Giselle's hysterectomy conversation because uh somebody on Twitter said Giselle is so comfortable being the villain because she's not comfortable with vulnerability and you could see it in this moment when she was starting to tear up and she was like, we'll talk about it another time. And Andy's like, no, we'll talk about it now. And <laughs> Andy's kind of a dick. It's sort of funny. Like, I don't no, I think, think he's, he's done. He's, he's not over her. Yeah, he's, he's, he's over, over her. He's over. I don't think, you know, he is like the executive producer of all these shows. I don't think he's scared of any of these women. If anything, these women need this paycheck. So I don't think that him being a little bit rude in an interview is going to not walk you know cause them to walk out the door and for him to be like no we're gonna do it now i was like oh wow he that wasn't like a friendly suggestion no, that was, was that was i'm your boss and we're gonna talk about this right now <laughs> and yeah and i think it's also he's like he's been getting shit for it so he's like i've been getting shit for fucking first of all putting you next to me every goddamn season and you not sharing mm-hmm. your life ever we found out for the first time in seven seasons that Giselle had a sister yeah, where did that come from? Where literally, where did that come from? Also, when Candace was like, um, when Giselle said, "Well, this is the most response I've been getting ever in the seven seasons," Giselle's or Candace like, "Yeah, it's the first time you're being real." Like, yeah, and it was real. I I was silent. I felt emotional. I was like, I, can't I was imagine too. Her daughter's feeling like she might be dead, and like, I don't even, I can't even fathom what a woman must go through and, and what it must feel like to have that operation done on you. And I just, it was so powerful and raw and emotional and, and i wish not, she would give us more of that like and instead of spending time ruining marriages running, yeah <laughs> you know you and your dwindling uterus <laughs> all jokes aside <laughs> i i think candace really did deliver her the gag right there and um but let's not gloss over robin dixon now because robin in this second episode of the reunion this week was like anything we do while filming should be on camera. And everyone, I was waiting on someone to call her out and I realized they filmed this before all that came to light. And so then it did the little 
X weeks later and, and shows everything that we know, we know now. And it's like, that is so rich coming from you, Robin. Yeah, everything, we're supposed to show our lives on camera. I mean, Giselle and Robin both had the same argument. So I was like, well, if you don't want to talk about it, then you don't have to talk about it. And they were like, no, you're a bully. You make us talk about it. Mia brought up her cancer scare. Like, you, no, you you bully us into talking about it. Or you make, like, innuendos where we have to, like, step up for ourselves. Robin, you're the biggest clown. Giselle, you're the second biggest clown. You sat around this stage talking about how Candace needs to be vocal over her Instagram fucking lives was on the blogs. You played it on the JBL sneaker. Then when we got into what I thought was the biggest part of the second reunion and a little bit of the first was the Wendy of it all, the mistreatment of Wendy, the fact that they were like, Oh, well the Monique, the fact that Giselle fully just felt comfortable being like, well, I defended Monique, the Monique or I defended Candace in the Monique situation because I just don't like Wendy. (laughs) I was like, what? Yeah. That was so, that was so fucked up. Like literally just admitting I pick and choose who, when I, when I have a moral backbone based on who I like, that is not what, I loved Candace was so like logical and well put in the, like, I'm just, I'm a Candace stand now. I mean, for her to just be like, it should, it should not be about who you like and who you don't like. It should be is right, right. And is wrong, wrong and right and wrong. Shouldn't change based on who it's about, you know? So I think that's just uh, 100%. And also like when she, I did laugh at this though, when she was like, well, I feel that Candace got beat up. <laughs> so that's, <laughs> And Candace's face was just like, Mur. um, I mean, Mia too, trying to be like, well, you fucked Peter, Wendy, and just trying to throw Mia, all this shit. Mia, Mia, girl. Like, I almost forgot about Mia this episode. And then, of course, you know, Mia is, we should put Mia in a room with Larsa. And who else goes for the jugular way too quickly? It's like, as soon as they feel uncomfortable... They, they pull out the deepest, darkest secret they have on you, or they make it up, and they just, they literally hit the nuclear bomb button because they don't like even the slightest bit the, of criticism. No, they don't. And she knows she was wrong in that situation. And like when Robin was trying to say, well, like you don't want to fight on camera, Wendy. And then they brought up that unseen footage where she was like, so just fight. You want to fight her? Then fight her. And Karen was the one that was like, so then why say that if you're like telling her she shouldn't be fighting on camera? Flip-flopper, Robin. You're, a flip-flopper. Yeah. I want to give a moment to praise Wendy. Her, like, I could not stop staring at her skin. It was just, like, glistening. Like, she grew gorgeous. gorgeous. There was a flashback. So I was like, wow, Wendy has the best glow-up, I think, in Bravo ever. Like, they did a flashback to her first season. And I'm like, her, like, everything about her. The face, like, the body, like, her hair, Whoa. her skin. Happy... Happy and Ness were definitely not here that first season that she came ne- on the scene. Neither was the BBL. Um, the hair is just, I thought like everything about her is just so gorgeous. She by far had the best look at the reunion to me. The way she was sitting, um, yeah, like it was mostly just her skin. Like she was truly glowing. I was like, holy fuck. Like, what are you using? Patrick Ta? Like, what are you using? I know, I need to know. Like, it is, you, she looked incredible and she had that vulnerable moment where she was crying and she was like, fuck you guys. Like, I got assaulted twice on camera. You guys just truly do not like me for some reason. This has been a very redeeming season for Wendy because I know people think mm-hmm. she's annoying at times. She has been annoying at times. I think well, she has four of- degrees. She four, mama. Uh, don't you forget it. Uh, I just think that this has been such a good season for her. And I'm really excited to see where she comes from this. I get on the right team and that's Candace and Wendy. I know that like the, 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 those were two of my least favorite and this season has made me love them. I, you know, with Wendy, there was so much involving Wendy last season that I was able, there was more for me to get annoyed about. 
this season, I feel like Wendy was more tame. There wasn't as many scenes about her. We didn't even see as much of her family life this season. And I wonder if that's why I'm on the Wendy train now is because like she production didn't really give me an opportunity to get annoyed. Um, but I, I don't know. I just think that Wendy definitely has come into her own this season as has Candace. Um, those are my two new girls. So I am all for, you know, Potomac season eight uh, coming to our screen soon. I I am very excited for that. I do want to end on Potomac with the Jacqueline coming out and just being like <laughs> them the double receipt pull out that we ended with to be continued. My favorite part of the second part of the reunion though was when she was like, "You're unhinged," and Mia was like, "Ah, unhinged." I don't I don't I don't think that's the word for it. <laughs> it's like, bitch, no, you're unhinged. No, uh, like the hinge is und. Uh, like, <laughs> like, the, the hinge is very unge. Uh I'm excited for part three because I we got Cherise coming out still. Those two just like I mean the it was that was an iconic moment. They both reach behind them. She brings out the box, she brings out the folder. When you have over 30 years of friendship under your belt. Y'all are gonna get fucking nasty. I mean, that bo- those boxes might have been under their beds for years. Like, this might not be a <laughs> year. Like, they might be. They might have been collecting bones, like knowing this day was coming. I uh, want to just say real quick, uh, Monique's impact because Monique's Monique impact. brought that giant binder of receipts on her final season. Um, I don't know of another housewife reunion that did that. Maybe there there was something before Monique that I'm not aware of, but there's Monique, always been receipts, but it was never, it was always like a manila folder. This was like a, a, a laminated, uh, you know, a like la- oh, this, book. And this so is I a book for, for Mia and Jacqueline to both whip out the receipts. It just felt like oh, Monique once again, not on the show anymore, but we can't escape her impact. Obviously her name was brought up multiple times during the reunion of this episode. Um, I just, I miss Monique. I miss Monique every fucking day. The fact, I was thinking about that too, though, because when they brought up the Monique of it all, they brought up her name like 10 times. And then I was thinking last season, they brought up Monique a lot too. And it's like, they're always going to bring her up. I would just love to see her back. I think that she, I feel like Candace would walk. I think Candace would walk, but if I can't, if if we could get Candace to like, if we could get those two to make up, if we get a season, a a redemption season where Candace is sobbing, Monique is sobbing, we're having a moment of, they were truly friends. They're friends outside of the show. Here's what I want want for next season. I just got wet. Here's what I want for next (laughs) season. Okay. All right. So next season, I want Jacqueline back as a friend, not on the cast and continue to have her and Mia duke it out i want sharice to permanently retire and never be seen again i want monique back on the cast full time i want katie rost back in a friend of role and let's just let it be that that is gonna that is gonna give us a miami-esque cast makeup where you have your core girls right you've got your karen giselle robin candace ashley mia and Wendy, that's seven women. And then you bring in, well, let's bring in Monique, eight women. And then you get Jacqueline and Katie Ross as friend of, that's 10. So maybe we do need to lose somebody. I don't know. But that would be such a fun, oh my God, that would be such a fun dynamic. I just really could see that just, oh, dreams. I can make it, I'll dream it until it becomes, I'm going to manifest it. I don't think, I don't know. We don't need anyone new. We have all the makings here. We have everybody that we need. 
we have all the makings we have all the makings for it i'm excited for part three the husbands are coming out sharice is coming out we'll be here with a fucking recap next week with that being said let's get into the latest episode of vanderpump rules not heard sheena's podcast with schwartz yet but it's a total act of betrayal sheena was a bridesmaid my bridesmaid in my wedding and when sheena went through her divorce i supported her how would she have felt if i was trying to hook up shay with one of my girlfriends she would have been livid and what do you say just like okay i'm like haha no no never you know and then like i think about it more i do like shorts a lot I don't know. Like, I wouldn't ever date him seriously, though. Are you out of your damn mind? Well, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. This is when I will step in and defend my friend at all costs. And Uh if we want bodies laying everywhere, it's going to be you hooking up with Schwartz. I mean, I get messy, but, like, I wouldn't even do that I hung out with Sheena a little bit earlier, and she was a little upset, I'll be honest, about... The way things went down the other night. She was upset? There's a person that, that's coming and is meddling and doing stuff. She's not meddling. She's trying to... Mom, she, stop, stop it. She was trying stop, to help stop. me come out of my care. slump a little like bit. I don't like it. It's making me feel uncomfortable. It's like you're trying to set boundaries on my... like Imaginary boundaries that don't even exist. Like, the Raquel thing is not a thing. I know nothing happened. It's like, this is a situation that would like, change that for me. Because okay. it makes me feel uncomfortable. It's like, I'm not being irrational. Like, oh, yeah. I'm not being irrational. Here's Tina acting like a f***ing moron. Being like, she don't mean it like that. She don't... She don't you, Excuse me, not right now. Sorry. You get, Katie, you can't do that to people. I, we're talking right in the middle of something care. right now. I don't can't go like this. All right. That reflects poorly on my business. Gonna, right. I know, but dude, come on. Home. I won't come here anymore. No, Katie, it's not that, but dude, you, like literally, you, 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 he tried to come treating, say hi. You're treating me poorly. Okay. Always, always it's always true. about you, isn't it? Always it's about you. About me, I think Tom. you should leave. Vanderpump, another show firing on all cylinders we're four episodes in no we're four for four it is i i'm obsessed it's fucking good i last episode was read you had said it like it is it's the turning point of the season pivotal 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 was the word you used pivotal that's the thing like we took a break last week and guys it was like the worst week possible the worst week chosen to take a break because all the shows, all of our shows last week were so good and so pivotal and they were good this week too but i just kept telling mo like we can't gloss over last week we have to talk about last week week. yeah yeah this week was all the fallouts of last week on all the shows but on especially vanderpump last week's episode had so many things happen obviously the clips that we just played at the start of the segment were the little uh girls night dinner from last week's episode with lala katie and raquel you know katie's upset that sheena did her podcast with tom got him to admit he would make out with raquel they're asking Raquel at the table, has Sheena been pushing that on you? Raquel, you know, I've been saying that Raquel's coming to her own and shes I don't think she's a dumbass the way I used to. Kind of a dumbass moment though, being like, well, I would make out with Jane or I would make out with Schwartz and Katie and Lala's eyes just like 
being like, what did you just say, bitch? And then like Katie and her confessional being like, what the fuck? And for and for um, Lala to be like bodies on the floor. If you ever do that, this will end everything. I would never be that messy. And then two seconds later, um, it's a, well, the editor tell, said, "I'm going to tell you something." 60, Sixty-two minutes before, <laughs> literally, like being like screaming. Actually, I need to tell you something. Um, I slept with James early on in your relationship with him. The the amount of like revelations that came out at this dinner table, and they're all just chilling. They're all just chilling and like having drinks. I'm just like, like, and they're not tearing each other's faces off, but it's like Raquel. The, the, tell, the, ener- Ra- the Raquel. energy's there. Well, she's like, Raquel tells Katie she would make out with her recently ex-husband. <laughs> Lala tells Raquel that she fucked James when they were both in relationships. And then we get to Raquel. Uh, you know, the dog had the little accident and James being the gaslighter he is. Is like, how dare you not tell me about the dog? The dog isn't yours, James, and she's not it's letting not you dog. see him. So why does it, why does she need to tell you that he had like a puncture in his wound in his neck? Why would she have to do that? And then when they decide to go meet up and he gets to hang out with the dog, she confronts him about cheating on her, and he just gaslights her. He's like, oh, okay, why are you bringing this up now? Why do you care now? And he's just going off about, well, you were fucking Peter. And she's like, no, I wasn't. And he's like, well, you used to hate Peter. And now you're going on dates with him. She's so like, why are, you de- why are you deflecting? Yeah, well, she kept saying, uh, why are you? No, she kept saying, why are you digressing? Which yeah, I yeah. Grammatically, okay. I think grammatically that could work. I thought um, this too, but she but later I think she changed it to deflecting. Defle- I think she meant to say <laughs> deflecting. He was definitely deflecting. And <sighs> James Kennedy, something about him, he's gotten hot to me. Like, I, I hate to say it. Oh, he's very hot. Um, I, I used to not think he was hot. Something has happened this last this latest season that like I could go feral. For are you him, just, but he are you just like, really horny? Is that is that what's happening? That could be it. I think you know it could be a bit of both. I forgot he said he's drinking again, so that might be why he's being a huge asshole. But I I tweeted I was like you know James is a perfect example of going sober doesn't make you a good person. Like you can still be a terrible terrible human being. Uh, add the rest of the tweet. What else did you say? And that being said, <laughs> I would still. <laughs> ride him like a mechanical bull and i have to say it, i would <laughs> i would even i, I would even as, he, i would as well i would totally let him gaslight me and give me stockholm syndrome but i'm gonna uh, say something though i think that he's the one that wants to do the writing um but with that being said i do love it i i see that for him um in his confession though when he was like she did a really d and s thing and they were like what's a dns and he was like he's like don't make me say the dns words and they're like <laughs> What are the DNS words? And he's like, dumb, dumb and stupid, stupid. stupid. I love the like, little bridge. Stupid. Like, dumb and stupid. Um, I love James Kennedy. I mean, this episode, we got the fact that he had a full down fucking meltdown after cameras were done filming. Whoever got that camera footage, icons, uh, yeah. screaming at, screaming for Raquel, screaming at his, at Allie. Um, he's that just poor on... Allie, poor girl. No, fuck you, that poor girl, please. She knows what she's doing. She's on I TV. Know, she's she on has TV. A con- she has a confessional on Vanderpump Rules after I one saw fucking that. season. Yeah. As soon as the um, confessional popped up, any feelings I've felt of feeling bad out the yeah. fucking window. Well, in this newest episode this week, Raquel has a talk with her and she's like, in her confessional, she's like, I appreciate Raquel protecting me, but it's getting kind of old and it's like, okay, but like James is doing everything to you right now that he did to her. So you should just like be paying attention to that. I think you're right. Maybe she knows and she doesn't care because she's getting on TV. Um, I don't want to gloss over though last week in addition to Lala, Katie and Raquel's very spicy dinner conversation. 
We also had Katie ripping Sheena into shreds, calling her a troll. Troll. Um, Katie's activated. And just like Tom and Tom and their whole situation with their business. And there's just so... Last week's episode, really, you could just tell, set up like what is probably going to go down. We know that Tom and Katie hate each other right now in real life. And at this point in the show, they are kind of like getting along with each other. So it just makes me wonder you know, what happened? I think we're beginning to see what happened. We're beginning to see where, how their relationship starts to circle the drain. Um, and this, this episode was just dealing with that fallout. Absolutely. There was just a lot of ripple effects from last episode. I know I 100% agree. And I think that we're getting into like the pivotal change in this season. Uh, she, her calling Sheena a troll was so funny because there's so much history between those two where they truly have hated each other for seasons. You have the Stasi of it all coming into it where she really was the one that was like, let's all fucking hate Sheena. Um, well, I think and we I, all hate Sheena. I think we all hate Sheena too. And a I little think bit. She, um, and I think that like Sheena is kind of like, getting back at katie because of it because you can tell like okay if someone's newly divorced or newly broken up of course the first thing we're gonna say is like yeah i want them to be happy he should go and fuck him he should go and fuck her why not be happy and then you look back on it and you're like no wait a minute here this is my ex it hurts you're allowed to go back on something that you said when you newly were broken up with somebody like you're trying to dupe everybody and convince everybody that you're okay um but you're allowed to go back on it katie like please um and Sheena obviously isn't close enough with her to ask, but she should have asked, like, hey, remember you said that thing in Vegas? I kind of want to set Raquel and him up. And I think, like, what Katie is saying, I, I'm okay with him dating other people. We're divorced. I want him to go out there. I just don't want it to be with a fucking cast member where I'm having to film it. Because she's obviously going on dates and doing her thing, and he should do the same, but not with a cast member. That is so disrespectful. Yeah. Especially fucking say, that Bambi-eyed bitch, Raquel. I do love Raquel, though. Uh, I love Raquel. And I feel like, I hate to say it, I think Raquel and Schwartz would be really good together. Okay, hear me out here, Mo. Hear me out, because they're both honestly, like, yes, Schwartz is a dumbass, but, like, I think that he would treat her right. I think that he would treat her well. Um, I think Raquel's a smoke show. I think Schwartz is really handsome. I think that they would be, like, a perfect pair for each other. I think the thing with Katie, Katie always felt insecure in her relationship with Schwartz. I think she always felt like he was gonna leave her for a prettier girl and i know he did cheat on her at one point um but i think katie just is too self-conscious and doesn't really see her own beauty and sort of like just didn't feel like i don't know i I think that like schwartz and raquel are like a better match for each other and like james was so awful to raquel she needs a guy that would treat her like she's the world and i think that schwartz would do that i i don't know i'm kind of shipping this i think that it could really work out I think so too. I just I understand why Katie is feels that it's disrespectful, and I it is I'm, I'm, it, it is. is. I mean, when shorts when she was like, "Can we make out?" and shorts was like, "Are we still filming?" and he was like, "Oh shit, we are." That oops. was funny. Oops, oops, that was funny. I love Vanderpump, guys. If you're not watching Vanderpump this season, get on it. We're gonna continue to do these little mini recaps. Um, Summer House has been boring recently, so we're not doing. We're not fully getting into that. Yeah, Um, I forgot to say that, and that's my opinion. I am trying, Maddie, but even Maddie is like, it's not giving. Something is wrong with this season. It's just not giving. Um, I might keep trying a little bit, but it's just... I'm going to keep watching. If it starts uh, to give... We can talk about it if it's good. And then we forgot to mention mention Stassi is pregnant. 
Sassy's pregnant with baby number two. Um, Christina Kelly made her debut on this episode. She's an official friend of. She has a cast photo. She is also pregnant with her first baby. I think that is a very big missed opportunity. I still have like a wet dream that somehow it's not in the trailer, but Stassi filmed a scene with Katie and we're going to see it. It's just my, I'm, manif- I, yeah, I'm, manif- think- I'm manifesting it. Read. I said, with that being said, thank you guys so much for listening. This is the latest episode of it is about Bravo. You know where to find us. Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, about underscore Bravo. Um, We'll be back next week with a fucking recap. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.